Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 I love this passage of scripture and I want to draw your attention to it one more time I want to talk to you today about what are you thinking what are you thinking amen second Corinthians 10 3 for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Man, we quote that scripture left and right, don't we? Because it's such a powerful, familiar verse, but often forgetting to go on to the next line, and that is casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Again, my question for us tonight is, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What's on your mind? What is your thought pattern? Amen. If there ever was a time we need to check our thoughts and our thinking and our mindset, It is right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to worship you one more time. You're not constrained to space. You're not bound by time or location. God, you are here and you are where our folks are listening and those that have joined us online are listening. We thank you, God, for this opportunity. Bless, Lord, this church for your glory. And Lord, help us tonight in this message, this lesson to proclaim the word of God in such a way that it would be transformative and do what you want to do in the hearts of people in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Praise God. What are you thinking? Amen. You can be seated here and where you are. Amen. In the house of the Lord today. How we think, how we formulate our thought pattern becomes the building blocks for our life. Our thoughts give foundation to our actions. Everything begins with a thought. Everything begins with a thought. Every great invention, every great idea, every great technique, every uh, good conversation, every leadership practice is birthed by thoughts. Birthed by thoughts, images of their mind. Author Dallas Willard wrote this, The ultimate freedom we have as a human being is the power to select what we will allow to dwell in our minds. To to select what we will allow to dwell in our minds. Man, that's a powerful thought. That that is our freedom today. 
the great freedom of no matter where you are, no matter what your situation, you have the ability to control and have the power of the Holy Spirit to help you control your thought life. Amen. I believe it's important that we plan and we have intentional ideas when it comes to thinking to thinking. The Apostle Peter put it like this in 1 Peter 1 and 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Get your minds ready. That's what he is saying. Prepare your thinking. Get your thinking ready and be aligned to be sober and hopeful. Be thinking about the things that you ought to be thinking about. I spoke with someone today that woke up uh, uh, this morning, and when they woke up this morning, they're, they're, they were aching in their body and hurting in their body, and their arms were hurting, and the first thought that came to his mind was, well, this is corona. And his wife looked at him and said, honey, you were lugging around a big old box all day long. Amen. You're just sore from work. It's, it's amazing how quickly the enemy can get into our thinking and get into our mind in this present hour that we're living in. Marty Roberts, who is known for his affinity with horses, has based a lifetime on watching and working and listening to horses. His method is radically different than most traditional horsemen who break them uh, to, so that they can be ride. He, he can successfully break a horse by talking to it. That's a beast. That's pretty awesome. Most of them got to ride and break them, but, but, but Mr. Roberts can break them by talking to him. He was the son of a horseman, yet he rejected his father's harsh ways of handling horses by a unique method in breaking them. Mr. Roberts uses uh, uh, calm, assuring training methods to achieve astonishing results by being the one that is known as the horse whisperer. Mr. Roberts writes this and maintains this. For what rules your mind will ride your back. What rules your mind will ride your back. The enemy today is bombarding us in our minds in attempt to ride our back. He is speaking to us and talking to us uh, through all this avalanche of issues that have happened in 2020, all the things that have been going on, hell has taken advantage of it. All the evil has been unleashed and, uh, and hell has worked hard to manipulate and blind the minds of the world to the truth of God in this year. So we need to understand that we're in a battle for the mind. A good soldier must have accurate intelligence on who he is fighting, where he is fighting, and what he is fighting. A good soldier knows how to bring a gun uh, uh, to a fight that needs a gun, can bring a knife to a fight that needs a knife. It, it is about the intelligence. Far too many people are fighting hell with bad intel. With bad thinking, good spiritual intelligence will expose the enemy's attack among us. Victory is, is, is something that is assured, but it's based on good thinking. When the, winning the battle in the mind takes persistence. It takes inten intentional, effective process to say, I'm fighting back with purpose. 
I, I don't know about you, but in this last year, in, in 2020, since, since Corona broke in, in, in the late spring, uh, uh, my mind has been bombarded by all kinds of things. I feel like the enemy has just turned the heat up hotter. But I like what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 and 26. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. Amen. I don't have time, church, for shadow boxing. I don't have time for Pentecostal calisthenics. I don't have time to go out and spar with the enemy. I want to make sure that my punches land. I want to make sure that my mind is having the victory in the middle of all this. Paul said, for we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Amen. It's interesting. He doesn't say we walk in the flesh and we war in the flesh, but he says we walk in the flesh and we war after, uh, we war not after the flesh. Amen. Life is lived in our bodies. At least that's the normal. No one is so super spiritual that they don't have to deal with the difficulties, the diseases, the issues that come along with these failing bodies. Amen. Things that happen to us happen to us in our flesh. Life is in the flesh. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Life is in the flesh. Time and chance happens to us all. All of us have to deal with these bodies and the physical things that we come in contact with. All of us have to deal with irritating people. All of us have to deal with the radicals. All of us have to deal with the, the issues of the news and the issues of the day. All of us have to deal with it. But that's not where the battle is, dear one. That's not where the war is. We do not war after the flesh. We live in a material, physical, visible, natural world. But the war is manifest in the flesh, but it is not the real battleground. The real fight is in the invisible, hidden, disguised, spiritual world world. Mark this. Everything that materializes as a natural battle has its origin in the unseen world. The battle here is not Jackson County. The battle here is not our neighbors. The battle here is not far left, far right. The battle here is a cosmic conflict. The war is rooted in the unseen and it appears to us in our mind. Amen. We find that the tree, that the, the, the leaves and the bark and all that that are showing things in the fruit is not the real issue. It's the root. It's the root under the ground that you cannot see. Ephesians tells us in chapter 6 and verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities unseen, against powers unseen against the rulers of darkness in this world unseen against spiritual wickedness in high places today's cultural problems cannot be fixed with things in the physical the racial problem cannot be fixed with things in the physical 
It may manifest itself in the physical as a, 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 a way to solve the problem, but the real disease is in the root. The real disease is in the sin of man. The real disease is that the fruit that is being produced, the anger, the hostility, the fear, the, the warmongering, all of the different things that are raging in our world today comes from a influence in the spirit. And it begins in people's minds. And Satan plays like a broken record his message of despair. The battle is for, for, for two different mindsets here. The Bible speaks about the carnal mind and the spiritual mind. Look at Romans chapter 8. For the righteousness, everybody say righteousness. Amen. The righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after. There's that pursuing, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I want to stop here and say, here's what you need to know. If you miss anything, everything else I say, please don't miss this. It is those that walk in the Spirit daily that's going to make it through this mess. It is those that walk in the Spirit and will listen and pursue and follow after the Holy Spirit like never before. That's going to be not only going to make it, but you're going to be victorious because this flesh is being attacked daily. Verse 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. If shutting down sports destroyed your life, Shutting down entertainment destroyed your life. Then the, there are things in the flesh that is controlling your life. But uh, we, uh, for they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Amen. I believe that this time ought to make us more hungry for God. This time ought to make us more on fire for God. He goes on to say, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is death, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Your thinking, your mind, my mind either pleases God or displeases God. But, but, but Paul went on to say in verse 9, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Even though you're living in this body, you're really going to be connected to the spirit amen if so be the spirit of God dwell in you now if any man have not the spirit of Christ he is none of his the goal in this, this these verses here is about righteousness righteousness being conformed to the right conduct to the right character and to the will of God and where does that begin in your mind the carnal mind is an unrighteous thinking mind it's the mind of the flesh the mind here is the word that refers to a habitual or characteristic mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to situations. The reason that we are seeing people respond so radically is because their thinking is based in unrighteous understanding. When we think with a carnal mind, when we cultivate unholy attitudes and thoughts, when we fail to deal with the dark recesses and strongholds of our life, we open ourselves up to spiritual attack let me like it like this pile a stack of garbage in your house 
And before long, you will have uninvited guests. Roaches and rodents and all kinds of vermin, disease that shows up with that kind of junk. Pile your mind full of filth. Pile your mind full of things of the flesh. Pile your mind through all this understanding that is happiness in our, happening in our world today in the filth. And pile your mind with ungodly music and nasty poisonous things that are watched. And see what happens when, when, when that begins to come in your life. There will be things that you didn't ask for that will show up. There will be spirits that will come in. That's why God said that the carnal mind is enmity against him. It it is hostile, enmity against him. That's what the word means. It's a God hater. The carnal mind is a God hater. The carnal mind has unclean thinking patterns. It rebels against the authority of God. It obstructs his word. It opposes his interest. It spits in the face of God, rejects it with a fist that is clenched. It focuses on the flesh and feeds upon rebellion. The carnal thinking is how strongholds are built those who pursue the flesh will mind the things of the flesh amen somebody say amen, amen. on the other side there is the blessing of the spiritual mind Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Thinking spiritually is more than positive thinking. Don't mistake just a good positive thinking for right thinking. Positive thinking, note this, positive thinking relies upon human ability to control your thoughts. But spiritual thinking spiritually minded relies on the power of the holy spirit to assist us to assist us in overcoming Amen. I want to tell you, this is an hour we need to think spiritually. We need to see things through the Spirit. We need to see things through the Spirit so that when we go into life, we understand that the battle between thinking spiritually and thinking carnally is going to be won right here by our thinking and by our heart. It's the conflict that has been going on for ages. The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. But I want to tell you, the one that will rule your mind will ride your back so I say oh God let your word rule my mind Lord let your spirit rule my mind let my thinking be plugged into the word so deep that hell does not have a foothold of any kind to come in when the spirit of the enemy and fear arises I can recognize it and push it back by the spirit of love a power and a sound mind Paul wrote, for the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons that we have. What are the weapons that we have? Well, I believe it's quite frankly very, very clearly seen in the book of Ephesians when he talks about putting on the whole armor of God. What's our weapon? Truth. 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 Not manipulation of things. Not fairy tales and fortune telling, but rather truth. Truth. What is our weapon? Truth. 
truth. I don't care if it, 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 there are some people today that will acknowledge there's truth, but they want their feelings to be more important than truth. Well, feelings change, but truth does not. There's also salvation is our weapon, the helmet of salvation. I'm going to tell you how you can think holy and righteous and spiritual is put on the helmet of salvation. I'm saved. I'm saved. Be protected. The crown of thorns upon his head that was pressed upon his brow. Amen. Paid for my good thinking. Paid for my ability to think right. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the belt of truth. Put on the helmet of salvation. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Protecting our vital areas of our torso. Put on the shield of faith. Warding off the fiery darts of the wicked. Put off, amen, the things of this world. And put on the shield of faith. Amen. Slip on the combat boots of the gospel of peace that'll keep you firm and steadfast in this hour and above all take unto you the sword of the spirit which is the word of God it is these things these weapons that we use to pull down strongholds so let's look at this passage and break it down let's talk about pulling down strongholds someone defines strongholds as the spiritual fortresses wherein Satan and his legions hide and are protected. I don't know about you, but I don't want those in my mind. I don't want one uh, section or sector or portion of my mind to be a stronghold of the enemy. Mental strongholds come by our systematic and habitual patterns of thinking. It's built on what are we listening to? What are we talking about? What are we reading? What are we watching? What are we allowing in our senses? I heard about one lady just, just recently on a podcast. Uh, the story was told that a lady had high blood pressure. And the doctor said, why don't you quit? What, do you watch the news? Yes. Quit watching the news for a period of time. And, and you know what? Her blood pressure dropped. I believe today that the way we build strongholds is allowing the carnal mind to begin to rule again on our life. The word pulling down here means to violently demolish. Don't play around with bad thoughts. Don't play around with stinking thinking. Don't play around with doubt and fear. Don't play around with the enemy. Throw the truth at it. Swing violently. Put the shield of faith up. Amen. We need to ask ourselves about the stronghold. Does it match the word? If it doesn't match the word, if my thinking does not match the word, pull it down. Pull it down. Pull it down. The world system of thinking wants us to, 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 wants us to be trapped behind our, our ideas. Well, God really isn't working in this area. Or God's really not God. Or, uh, so we've got to adapt, the, adapt to the world's thinking. Amen. For whatever continually comes into your mind, whatever continually comes through your eyes, your ears, your feelings, begin to develop strongholds of thought. Amen. If it is not God that is there, leading that charge then it is the world worldly thinking worldly systems agendas approaches and opinions i want to tell you i don't want to let this world uh, opinions of this world dictate to me but rather the word of god worldliness divine is a system of beliefs that's contrary to god 
caters to the flesh, the desires of the flesh, and not the world of God. Worldliness is marked by materialism and humanism rather than spirituality, mercy, and grace. Amen. Uh, uh, it is the, 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 the appetite of, of Mary philosophy. It caters to the flesh and to the mind. It opposes godliness. Amen. What are these strongholds we got to pull down? Let me name a few for you tonight that I believe that is in operation right now. Panic. The stronghold of panic. What are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? What's going to happen? Well, I want to know. Well, I don't know. I don't have a clue. Amen. I don't have a clue. Talking with my fellow pastors that are all saying the same. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to respond to this. But I want to tell you there's one that does. And he said if we lack wisdom, what is the answer to panic? Wisdom. Wisdom. Whatsoever things are of the wise counsel of God. That's what we need to be thinking on. So let's pull down the stronghold of panic. I refuse to panic in this hour. I refuse to panic today. Amen. Another spiritual stronghold we need to cast down is confusion confusion who do you believe what do you believe amen you know what the bible says is confusion it's the spirit of perversion amen so today we need to not give an ounce of our mind to the perversion of the world today to the perversion of truth to the perversion of the will of god to the perversion of the word of god to the perversion of the family to the perversion of gender to the perversion of all these different things that that the enemy is saying think this way you got to think this way i say no that's nothing but antichrist so panic come down confusion come down how many know that that, the, that there is such thing as a spirit of infirmity spirit of infirmity we're refusing to allow you to dictate to us but rather, we're going to let the healer dictate to us. Cancer is not king. Corona is not king. High blood pressure is not king. Hallelujah. I want to tell you about one who is the great physician. I want to think about him. He sent his word and healed them. Put that in. Plug it in. Amen. So the spirit of infirmity got to come down. The spirit of insecurity. I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know how we're going to make it. Come down in Jesus' name. The spirit of fear has got to be pulled down. The spirit of dread and doubt. The spirit of the of manipulation and manipulation is nothing but another arm of fear chaos come down division isolation amen come down pride and inflated egos arrogancy come down in the name of jesus we can list on and on and on but i wanted to name a few so you could put an idea of what we're dealing with if you're dealing with one of these you've got to be willing to pull it down confront it how do you do it amen paul said casting down imaginations Imagination is what is influencing our mind. Satan initially deceived Eve into sinning by perverting the truth and changing Eve's thinking about God. 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity, that your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity 
that is in Christ messing with our minds. I don't know if I believe this. I don't know if this is right. I don't know. You know what? That's another spirit. And it is a spirit of apostasy. A spirit of apostasy is running rampant today. People are just saying, I give up believing. I'm just quitting. I don't see any reason for this. There is no God. There is no God. Where does that come? It comes from the stronghold of the enemy that keeps plowing and picking and, uh, and, and attacking their mind, pulling down the strongholds, uh, the imagination, amen, casting down imaginations. Uh, imagination is two connected words, uh, a reckoning and a reasoning, uh, a reckoning and a reasoning, uh, amen. A reckoning is to pass to one's account or to impute uh, or reckon inward, uh, to count on the weight of something to be delivered to. Uh, you need to cast down a reckoning. Well, I reckon. I don't know if we're going to make it. Well, I reckon that this is going to be horrible. Well, I reckon. No, we need a, a reckoning and a reasoning. The hostility against the Christian faith today is at an all-time high. Amen. Imaginations begin to pass through our mind. Well, maybe no. Maybe, that, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe that's okay. It's a deliberate way to gather, amen, strongholds and build them in our mind. Cast it down in Jesus' name. That's why we got to know the word. Not what pastor says. Not what a, a religious organization say. But the word. This is what's going to get you through today. This is what's going to get me through today. This is what I need to be thinking. Right here. This is what I need to be thinking. Then the third thing is to cast down every high thing. God has equipped us with effective tools to bring down every high thing. Something that exalts itself, listen to this, against the knowledge of God. What exalts itself against the knowledge of God today? How about secular elite education? Secular elite education. I say elite because that's what they think of themselves. How about the radical, radical left that says there is no God? We don't want to talk about God. We don't want God in our platform. We don't want God in anything that is say. We'll shake our fist at God. How about Hollywood that says no to God? We reject God. Our school system that takes God out of it, take prayer out of it, remove the Ten Commandments, and we wonder the mess that we're in is because we have, we have railed against the knowledge of God. How about the news media that rails against the knowledge of God? How about dead religion that goes against the knowledge of God, every lofty notion of higher intelligence, every lofty lofty notion of exalted perception every expert reasoning that opposes the knowledge of God must come down he's got to be first amen if you're if you're going to school put him first and pray the covering of God upon your mind educational greatness and emotional highs are misleading our emotions can be fooled by dangerous deception go back to the word Mental highs and emotional highs are not a good thing to base doctrine on. Every high thing speaks about self-exalted thinking. This is self-exalted thinking, high things. I'll never do that. You'll never find me going there. I will always be able to handle what influences that are coming my way. 
I can watch that and be all right. I can read that and be all right. Amen. I have the truth. I'll never be deceived. I don't need to work on the way that I think because I already know everything there is to know. That's a high thing. That's a high thing. But I want to tell you, Isaiah says in 26 and 3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because, because he trusteth in thee. He has never failed me. He's never let me down. He's brought me through. Amen. Ups and downs. Crazy times and calm times. Amen. He is the Lord Jehovah. And he has the everlasting strength that I need. For verse 4 says, Trust ye in the Lord forever. For the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Hallelujah. Let your mind stay on him. And then we find that we need to take captive our thoughts. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having readiness to revenge or rather avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The stronghold of mine will not leave without a fight. You've got to take it captive. That bad thinking and stinking thinking and worldly thinking and carnal thinking has to be aggressively overcome in your mind. Take swift and decisive action. Are you tired of fear? You got to take swift and decisive action. The number one thing we can do is repent. That means to change our mind. Change our mind. God calls us again to gird up the loins of our mind. Be proactive in our thinking. Praise God. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, these great verses of Scripture and 8, it says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. The peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your heart, that is your inner man, and mine through Christ Jesus. How does this happen? Uh, verse 8, Paul answers the question. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Can I remind you that virtue speaks of courage? If there be any courage... Quit biting your nails and wondering and wringing in your hand and saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yes, I do. Come what may. My God's going to be with me. Becoming a biblical thinker, becoming a good biblical thinker means i got to cultivate a hunger for the word of God to process further. I need to get engaged with the word and the spirit. I need to get engaged but with the word. Be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Amen. Don't just leave it up to someone else to study for you. Study yourself. Study yourself. Then the statement is very interesting where he says, and have a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Are you ready to revenge? Anybody want to thump the devil on the head? Anybody want to get back at him? We revenge not with a sword, not with a spear. We revenge with truth and faith, the gospel, righteousness, salvation. We revenge through the obedience of prayer, the obedience of worship, 
the obedience to the word, the obedience to good thinking. So when we say that we are going to revenge, have a readiness to revenge all disobedience, it is fulfilled by our obedience. When you take care of strongholds, you get your avenging upon the enemy of your soul. You want to get back to the devil? Then shut down the stronghold. Adam Clark commentary says of this verse, and I love how he depicts it. He says, all the terms in these two verses are military. Allusion is made to a strongly fortified city where the enemy has made his last stand, entrenching himself upon the walls, strengthening all of his bulwarks and ramparts and raising castles and towers and various engines of defense and offense upon the walls. And neglecting nothing to render his stronghold penetratable. The army of God comes against the place and attacks it. The stronghold. All the fortified places. All the strength. The imaginations. The engines. And whatever the imagination of skilled men could raise are speedily taken and destroyed. Every high thing, all the castles and towers are snapped, thrown down, and demolished. The walls are battered into breaches. And the besieging army, carrying everything at the point of the sword, enter the city, storm and take the citadel. Everywhere defeated, the, the conquered submit and are brought into captivity and led away captives. And thus the government is destroyed. What a beautiful picture of destroying strongholds. Dear ones, think like Christ. Think like Christ. Think like Christ. And be ready to have vindication against the enemy. Man, I want them to come to the music. I want to read just a, a couple more passages here. You know the story, or the scripture rather, in Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23 lays it out very clearly for us, the importance of thinking right. For the scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he, to thee, but his heart is not with thee. As a man thinketh in his heart. It's interesting that this word thinketh in the Hebrew means to open or split open, to act like a gatekeeper. What we allow to enter the door or the gate of our mind is determined by us. We're the gatekeepers. We're the gatekeepers of our thinking. Can't blame anybody else for our mind. It's our mind. The challenge is very, very clear today. Every thought, every idea needs to come under the scrutiny of the Word of God before I give them right to enter and stay in my mind. Too often we find ourselves fighting the result of actions when we should have been challenging the thoughts. We find ourselves battling against the things that are visible when we should have battled in the invisible. What we allow to enter in the doorway of our mind will determine who we are. Because everything that we do is determined by our thoughts. The Proverbs writer said it like this. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. 
What are you thinking today? What is your mind dwelling upon? What is your mind dwelling upon? If it's dwelling on, on a place where fear, doubt, confusion, chaos, and all these things reside, then why don't you begin to pull it down one by one and begin to trust the God that is ever-present help in the time of trouble. Trust the God that he said he'd never leave us or forsake us. Trust the God that says, I am more than powerful than anything in this world. Trust the God that says, amen, he would sustain us. He's our refuge. He's our hiding place. Praise God. I want to say today, it's time to challenge the devil at the very front line of attack. And that is right here in our mind. How do you do that? Go to prayer. Go to prayer. Amen. The writer of Hebrews say, says that we have been cast about, co, co, uh, con, compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us run this race with patience, with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And he makes this declaration so that you look down uh, toward the, uh, just a few verses later. He says, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Be speaking of Christ on the cross. Lest we be wearied and faint in our mind. You're weary and faint in your mind. Go to Calvary. Study what he did for you. Find that he saved you by the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. We overcome. Bishop, will you come tonight? I want you to lead us in prayer. Amen. We're going to worship the Lord. But your victory is just as close as changing your mind. Your victory is just as close as getting under the, the, the uh, submitted to the word of God and believing the word of God for what you need. In Jesus' name, I ask you, what are you thinking? Think right. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.